Welcome to the Vivid Church Podcast. Wherever you're listening from today, it's our hope that this message would help you reflect the light of Jesus' life for all to see. Um, how's everyone doing today? Good? Good. I'm doing good as well. I'm loving this series on honor. Who here is loving the series on honor? It's good, isn't it? Um, I was thinking... I've only ever really called one person honor before. Um, my wife has a less than perfect driving record. <laughs> she doesn't know I'm sharing this. So, so the backstory on this is my wife was dropping me off at like a school thing and she, we were new to Vancouver, so she had her GPS taking her home and it was on the seat beside her. Uh, so she was just listening to it, driving home, and some officer just started tapping on her window and gave her a ticket. Uh, she didn't deserve the ticket. I'm just saying she didn't deserve the ticket. It wasn't her fault. She was listening to it. She wasn't looking at it. She wasn't distracted, a distracted driver, but the officer gave her a ticket for distracted driving, um, which is pretty heartbreaking because it's a massive fine, and then it's points off your license. So Tessa, being the strong, brave woman that she is, she said, I'm going to challenge this. So we, we went to the courthouse, and who did we see? We saw the officer there. He was just sitting there all smug. And, and there, was, there was two other officers who were like on the way. They're like, oh, you got a ticket. Do you want to dispute it, or do you want to... Uh, ask for an adjustment. Tessa is like, we're going to dispute it because she's bold and strong. And because she's bold and strong, they were like, oh, who gave you the ticket? And she said, it was this guy. And they're like, oh, no. So at the courthouse that day, there was probably 25 people who had tickets that they wanted to dispute. And 23 of them were from this one guy. Wow. So Tessa was the only person who wanted to challenge her ticket. Everyone else just took the, the lesser fee but said that they did the, the crime. And we got in there and everyone's going through and there's like these people, it's like, so the officer says that you were talking on your phone, you were FaceTiming with your mom, and what do you say? Well, like, I, I just needed directions, and yeah, could I get, like, some money off of it? And then the officer was like, uh, whatever, she was doing this or he was doing that. And then the, the honor, the judge was like, I find you guilty as charged. Officer, do you think that any money should be uh, taken off of the ticket? And the officer was like, yes, your discretion. And then so the judge usually halved it. But then when it was Tessa's turn, I could see this guy getting really agitated because he cornered Tessa beforehand, brought her into a room. I went with so that just in case. Um, and, and well, you have to be cautious, right? We're married for a reason. Um, she's got her role and I've got mine. We learned about roles last week, um, which are a good thing because we share in the same honor. 
and all that kind of stuff. But anyways, so he cornered her and she, he's like, you're going to have to pay more. You're going to get points off your ticket. He was trying to intimidate her. So we just stood up and walked out of the room. We didn't even give him the time of day. And then when, when we were the very last ones in there, the, the judge, she asked Tessa some questions and Tessa answered honestly. And then she looked at the officer and the officer was like, like stewing and he was like he was cutting Tessa off like the judge had to like beat him back a little bit and then uh, the judge said are are you do you plead guilty or innocent Tessa said innocent and then it was his turn to speak and he just kept going and going and going and he was just bad news bears but uh, he was so agitated and then um, the judge was like would you recommend any money taken off of the fine he's like nope she should get the whole thing and then and then the judge just kind of looks over at tessa gives her a little bit of a smile and says i find you guilty because it's a like a a technicality but i'm gonna cut this thing like slash it way down and the the officer was just choked he was not happy at all but what the honor what the judge said was law so in our context we don't uh, use the word honor very often it's not a familiar concept for us but I think it's a very important one for us Uh, we learned in uh, previous Sundays that honor is a gift that we have the ability to give Uh, It's something that we give. Respect is earned. Respect, like, you might not love Michael Jordan, but you have to respect that he's the greatest player of all time. Yeah. You you don't have to honor LeBron James, but you have to respect that he's also pretty good. (laughs) So, so... The reality is uh, we're able to give honor. And in relationships, if we honor our relationships, we'll get the most out of those relationships. I think we can learn a lot from Jesus's relationship with his disciples and their relationship with him. Um, My sermon title, if you're taking notes, is called Trust the Process. Trust the Process. So we're going to be reading out of Matthew chapter 25 and verse 30 something. But before then, I'm just going to give you some context. Uh, Jesus's disciples, they're like a group of young guys who I would consider punks. Let's be honest. It's like, like how many of you have hung out with like an 18 year old dude recently? It's not necessarily the funnest thing to do. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean, but it's just the reality. Uh, well, it's like there's annoyances and all this kind of stuff. It's not like a mature, arrived adult or anything like that. Um, there's just some immaturities that are there. Uh, but Jesus chose to spend time with the unqualified. He chose to spend time with the overlooked. He chose to spend time with some punks okay and i believe that jesus put them into situations that they might not have been ready for but because they honored him 
they were able to learn a lot. Um, Jesus, he has this conversation with um, some religious leaders. He, he asks them some questions and they get mad. And then Jesus like talks about hypocrisy and he talks about a lot of things. And his disciples are there and they're kind of like scratching their heads like, I don't really get it. And then so they're, he's doing that. And then they go and it says that Jesus was, went up the Mount of Olives with his disciples. And then they asked, what was that about? And so Jesus had like a, a heart to heart with his disciples. Yeah. He was communicating something that was deep on his heart. And so he, he brought them together. He had some time with them and he kind of went off on something. But the beauty of it is because they've had a, a an honor towards him relationship, they've been able to, to start somewhere. And then this is like the beginning of seeing what they learned in the past start come full circle. So they trusted the process, right? So earlier in Matthew chapter 10, if you're taking notes, you can write this down. I'm going to paraphrase, but read it. Uh, Jesus sends out his 12 disciples. He says, go uh, into Israel and go and share me. Heal people, cast out demons, heal leprosy people, uh, and share my name with people. And if they accept you, they accept you. If they don't, wipe the dust off your feet and keep on going. Right. And so they had gone through that. They had been rejected in the past. They had been accepted in the past. So they were probably not quite ready for that, but they went and they did it because they honored yeah. Jesus. And now in Matthew chapter 25, this is where it starts to come full circle. Turn to verse uh, 25 and verse 34. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. I think at this moment, the disciples are thinking, hey, I was one of those people. Like Jesus is saying, I was sick, like hungry and you fed me, but that was me. I was, and so they're probably starting to think like, okay, maybe he's talking about us. And then uh, he says, then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? Uh, the king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Uh, the disciples would have known that they were the least of these. Uh, sometimes we can read that and we can think it's like, someone who is homeless or someone who is whatever circumstance. But Jesus is talking about his disciples, the ones who are bringing forth the gospel, the ones who are doing his work, the ones who are saying yes. And because they've uh, trusted in him, because they've honored their relationship with him, that teaching that started is starting to come full circle now. And they're able to start getting a, a deeper understanding of it. 
but they haven't kind of they haven't gotten the full picture yet because uh, Jesus is so good he's so full of grace and there hasn't really been grace there yet so let's keep on reading uh, then he will say to those on the left depart from me you who are cursed into eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels for I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They will also answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for the least of these, you did not do for me. I think this is kind of the next level of that teaching. I think the disciples after spending so much time with Jesus, after knowing how good he is, I think in that moment they started to have compassion for the people who that they had encountered, for the people who rejected them. I think they started to have compassion for those people. I think that they started to have uh, love for those people. And it's interesting, the very next verse, this is where it kind of comes full circle, is Jesus says, when you... When Jesus had finished saying all of these things, he said to his disciples, as you know, the Passover is two days away. Um, the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. So we have this picture of uh, his disciples who've gone out. They've been sent to people. They've been rejected. Uh, we know that Jesus has been rejected as well. He was rejected by humanity, not just an individual here or an individual there, but he was rejected by humanity. So the beauty of this is his heart is for the people who are the least of these, the people who accepted and the people who rejected. And if you're in this room and you're like me, we constitute as the ones who've rejected because we're not perfect. We're not good by nature. So we needed help. We needed a God who loves us, who was able to come and, and die on a cross for us. The, uh, the disciples, they trusted the process. They had an honor relationship with Jesus. When he was able to, to share these things that were on his heart, these kind of near and dear things to him, these challenging things to hear, um, they knew that he was good in all of his ways and that he was able to kind of start from somewhere and get to somewhere. Yeah. So because they started at just like going out and then started, okay, this is starting to make sense. Yeah. Uh, he used them to change the world. Yeah. This was yeah. over 2,000 years ago, and yeah. we're here today because of that. So very, very cool to see that because they honored Jesus, they yeah. trusted in the process, uh, their lives were made huge. Yeah. So... I have a couple quick points that will help us to how we can honor Jesus, uh, like our relationship with Jesus, uh, and how he's going to just make our lives even bigger than they, than they already are. So first point is start small. Start small. Uh, Jesus is so good. He's so patient. Um, Jesus called his disciples friends. But his disciples called him Lord and Rabbi. Yeah. Jesus is big enough that he can be your friend before you know him as Lord. Wow. 
he's big enough that that you can like you can enter into a relationship with him anywhere, anytime. It's right. just easy because he's made a way for it to be easy. And before you know him as Lord, you can know him as friend. Um, so I would say a uh, practical way of getting to know him is to start reading your Bible. Read your Bible and pray. Start building that relationship. Start building that relationship. Uh, in Second Chronicles 16 and 9, it says that the Lord... Second Chronicles 16 and 9. <laughs> I had to try. Second Chronicles 16 and 9 says, For the eye of the Lord ranges throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. You have done foolish things, um, and from now on you will be at war. I didn't need to read the end of that. But uh, <laughs> so he's he's searching for people whose hearts are fully committed to him. And he's wanting to strengthen him. He's wanting to build you up. So what I want to say is if you start small, you will be shocked at how great uh, your relationship with him will be. You'll be shocked at how what he's going to do through your life. Yeah, really Point number two. Uh Live without judgment of others. If we want to honor our relationship with God, let's live without judgment of others. Um, why would we, like, just for a moment, if someone comes up to me and is like, oh, Dustin, you're so cool, I like you, but your wife, eh, I could do without that would not be cool. I would be like, ah, eh, I can actually do without you. Okay? So why would we why would we think the same about Jesus? Jesus came to this earth for everyone. He didn't come for a couple good people, a couple good eggs, but he came for everyone. So I want to tell you to to trust that process, to honor your relationship with Jesus. Uh, don't judge people. Um, if you turn to Acts chapter 9, it says, Meanwhile, Saul, who would have constituted as one of the ones who rejected people because he was actually killing Christians. Uh, meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He doesn't qualify. Um, he went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogue in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he ne neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, uh, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Uh, Saul asked. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. He replied, now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Uh, if we're looking at it from a lens of these guys and those guys, Saul would end up on this list. He would end up on the list of, ah, you rejected my people, so there's the door. But Jesus came and died for those people. 
Uh, Jesus is so good. So don't judge people. Uh, love people. Be kind. Do what Jesus did uh, and be kind and loving people. So that's point number two. Point number three is, sorry. Thank you. Uh, honor people close to Jesus' heart. Uh, serve them. Look up Luke 6 and verse 27. Luke 6 and 27. Sorry, guys, bear with me. I know it's behind me. Them Knicks, eh? I don't think they're going to have a very good year. <laughs> Better than the Grizzlies, though. Yeah, it did get real. Uh, okay. Uh, but to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what, you be what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Um, it's pretty uh, profound how simple it is to treat someone how you want to be treated. Um, if we're to honor our relationship with God, if we're to trust the process, we have to treat people how we want to be treated. We have to love people who uh, Jesus loves, and Jesus loves the world. So I know it's not always easy, but that's something that we have to do. Letty, can you come up for the keys? Um, I know it's uh, not necessarily a culture that we live in, a culture where we honor people and we honor things, but I think that as you put honor into practice, I think as we trust the process, we're going to see our lives get bigger and bigger. Yeah. I think that our lives are going to be fuller and fuller because of it. Um, I truly think that if we're starting small, it's not impossible. I, even like looking at what, the, what Jesus told the disciples to do, he told them something small. They were just like zealous enough to do it. And then over time, they were, he was able to expand on what he's already taught them. So if you're new to, to church, um, don't feel like you have to be here or you see someone and you have to like match up to their righteousness or their like how they conduct themselves. But just know that uh, if you start small, you'll be so blessed for it. You'll be able to build a foundation. Um, I... We're going to wrap up, and uh, I want to pray for a couple groups of people. First group, uh, if you are already living for God, um, and you don't necessarily honor Him in your relationship with Him, um, I want to challenge you to live a life of honor towards Him. I want to challenge you to, to start small, and I want to challenge you to start 
caring about the people he cares about and and just taking that step of not being quick to judge people. We hope that you enjoyed this edition of the Vivid Church podcast. For more information about Vivid Church, check out our website at www.vivid.church or look us up on Instagram at vivid.church. Have the best day.